Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Join me as we start in episode 63 today, and we pray our way through Philippians 4, 1 through 3. We're in a new chapter today. But before we do that, let's open with a bit of what we call worship prayer. This week, we are honoring God for the fact that He is wise. Last Friday's Facebook Live episode was all about wisdom, what it is, why it's important, and how to get it. If you missed that and you're interested in it, you can find that in any of the Q&As or back episodes of anything that we broadcast in the video section of our Facebook page. So just go to the video section, hit on videos, go all the way down to playlists, and you'll find a Q&A video playlist. It'll be there, and you can check that out. This week, we've reached the end of the alphabet of God's characteristics, and we are honoring Him as the source of wisdom and for His being wise. We have three short verses today for this. Psalm 147.5 says, Great is our Lord and abundant in strength. His understanding is infinite. Proverbs 3.19 and 20 says this, The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the deeps were broken up and the skies drip with dew. Job 12, 13 says, Wisdom and strength belong to God. Counsel and understanding are his. Well, let's dive into some prayer using those verses as our springboard. Lord, I'm thankful to be here this morning. I'm thankful that I don't have to sound eloquent, that I don't have to be good at this, that I don't have to be any particular thing, but you just love us. We honor you today for your wisdom. You are great and you are abundant in strength and your understanding is infinite. I can't even imagine an infinite understanding. There are so many things that I don't understand, but I'm grateful that I love a God who is infinite in understanding. You know everything. You are so wise. Not only do you know and understand it, but you know how to apply it, how to use that for the advantage of you and your people. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding you established the heavens. Your knowledge, the depths were broken up and your skies drip with dew. You founded the world according to your wisdom. You used it to create everything that I know. And your skies still drip with dew by your knowledge. I'm so grateful that you are ruling and um, in charge of this world with wisdom. Wisdom and strength belong to you. Counsel and understanding are yours. Yours alone, really. No matter where we think we need to go for finding wisdom, you have it. You are the source of our wisdom, and I'm grateful for that today. I honor you for that today, for the fact that you are all wise. And I worship you for that. As we move into our prayer time through Philippians today, I ask that you would guide my thoughts and my words as I try to get them out properly today. I pray that you would um, teach us something, each of us, something that we need to know through this prayer time. In Jesus' name, amen. We are moving into a new chapter today, Philippians chapter 4, the last chapter in this book. And once again, we start a passage that we need to relate to the one before it. Paul loves to do this. Some translations start this chapter with the word, therefore. This translation, it's so then. It connects us to the end of the previous chapter when Paul was talking about the great hope that we have in Christ, about eagerly anticipating his coming and living as one of his children. 
He's about to say in the coming verses, if you have such a great hope, don't let anything undermine it. And here's where I see you doing that. But before he challenges them, he reminds them of his feelings towards them, their relationship. And then he talks to them about a problem that needs to be solved. So let's take a look at it. Philippians 4 verses 1 through 3. So then, my dearly loved and longed for brothers and sisters, my joy and crown, in this manner, stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. I urge Euodia and I urge Syntyche to agree in the Lord, yes, I also ask you, true partner, to help these women who have contended for the gospel at my side, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. Let's pray those verses. Lord, there's a lot to learn in what we usually often think of as a introductory paragraph. And help us see what we need to take from it today. Help us to treat correction and rebuke and instruction the way Paul does by emphasizing the relationship first, remembering it not only for their benefit, but also for our benefit, as we sometimes want to correct people in a way that is hurtful or demeaning or harsh. And what he's doing here is setting the stage by saying they are dearly loved and longed for brothers and sisters, that they are his joy and crown and in this manner that they should stand firm and that they are dear friends. So he's reminding them of who they are in relationship to him. And as we think about that in our families this week, as we think about that with a something that goes wrong or a situation that we find ourselves in conflict, help us to remember that people receive correction better in the context of relationship. And help us to model Paul in this way. Also, as we are thinking about complaining or correcting or challenging someone else within our church body, within our faith communities, I pray that this would be the model that we would use, that we would remember the relationship, remind ourselves of the relationship, and then progress into what needs to be fixed, what needs to be corrected, what needs to be understood. And then he says, I urge you, Odia, and I urge Sintichi to agree in the Lord. Father, he is addressing an issue that we don't really address as often as we should in our churches. Unity is so important, and he's suggesting that they need to agree in the Lord. Not that we won't have differences of opinion, but the essential things we need to be united in. We need to remember the most important thing and let the other things go. He asks the congregation to help them. And he reminds them that they are all co-workers in Christ, that they are all brothers and sisters in the gospel, that they are worth the effort of making this relationship, bringing, maybe the best word is restoring, of restoring this unity and relationship between the two. Lord, I'm sure there were hurt feelings at that point. I'm sure that there were the insistence that they were right, the insistence that something had happened and had broken them apart in a way that was painful. And that happens in our relationships all the time. This isn't something that was novel to their day. We all know that relationships can be painful. And that there can be disagreements and that we can make assumptions and have hurt feelings and let things get out of hand. And I pray that within the body of Christ that you would develop in us an emotional bravery, that we would approach disagreement with the idea that it must be restored in the name of Jesus, and that we have the courage to do so. We have the courage to face our own fears. We have the courage to face our own 
misunderstandings, that we have the grace to give each other, not to make assumptions about the other person, and that we remember how much you've given us, how much grace you have given us, and that others are, are that, that just should just spill over into the relationships that we have with others. Pray that you develop a culture of dealing with relationship issues, even and that starts in our own families. Help us to not run away from those things, but to face them head on and to deal with them in grace and love in addition to truth. Help us to model Paul in this respect. And remember that these are people who have contended for the gospel alongside of us and whose names are written in the book of life. These people are our brothers and sisters. Help us treat them with the respect that Paul did. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, y'all, for joining me today. If you are watching the broadcast on the Grace and the Gravel Road Facebook page and you found it helpful, invite a friend to come with you on Friday as we do this again. If you're a podcast listener, subscribe to the show and share it with a friend that helps more people be see it in the algorithm as well so that they can join us as we pray. This show is brought to you by Grace and the Gravel Road, bringing you the truth and tools to help you live the life that God wants of you. Now, my heart is that as we do this prayer time together each, well, twice a week, that we would all grow in our prayer lives, that God would answer these prayers in mighty ways, and that most of all, you would fall deeper in love with a God who gave us these words. Amen. Amen.